Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I sure am Kelly. Why? Are you... Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I said I sure am. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> laughing, then? Why are you laughing at Well, me? sometimes when you break down the English language like that, it kind of sounds silly. Like when I say I sure am. Okay, but why Kelly. were you laughing going... I doubt they'll be able to hear it as the audience because the theme song... So I'm actually just sound kind of crazy right now. Because you were like, we had a con- we were having a whole conversation before we opened the episode, mm-hmm. and you said something like you asked me a question, and I said nope because I knew exactly what you were doing, <laughs> and then you went into the intro. So don't try and play like I was laughing for no reason. I I was feeling mirthful and joyful. At another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I have one thing to say to that. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Kelly. And I sure am Andrew. Isn't that weird? It feels freaky. I know it was just like a bit. It feels sick. My stomach just turned. Any hoodle. Any hoodle. Any Elden hoodle. Elden Ring. Kelly, we like Elden Ring here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, we yeah. got the... Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Uh, yes? <laughs> <laughs> what La- is it? Last year, we heard some exciting stuff about... What's it called? Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> last year? <laughs> yes. I'm saying last year. Stop. Let Sorry. Me- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Last year, we heard about Elden Ring DLC before the game awards, but it was just a little bit of, like, patched-in content using the, what you call, Colosseums. But now, we have an official confirmation of a major story expansion called Shadow of the Aird Tree. All we really got was a piece of concept art that appears to be uh, the Erd Tree in the distance, this big wheaty field. And uh, a character with long, luscious blonde hair on top of a, a one of your goat creatures, just like the one you get in the game, but it's white. Um, I think it looks cool. Um, I'm mostly just excited by the concept of there being Elden Ring DLC. I kind of don't care what it is. Do you feel yeah. similar? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think this is interesting because. Uh, typically DLC for like Souls games are, is a lot more expansive than just like a couple hours. It's usually a lot harder than the base game and uh, like I was saying, more expansive. Um, I think that figure on, on the Torrent-esque creature kind of looks like Mikola, mm-hmm. who who's Millennia's brother uh, and who, well, Elden Ring lore is a little bit intricate um but Mikkel is supposed to be like uh sort of a faded figure so to speak um and there seems to be some ghosts in the field the air tree seems to be a little bit busted right now so I think conceptually this could be really cool it could be like an alternate universe of some sort uh usually DLC for Souls games happens in the middle of the game it's not like post game most of the time yeah so i am 
looking forward to finding out what it is whenever this comes out. I think maybe holiday this year. I hope so. I feel like I kind of wish they gave us a window, even if it was like next year, but I don't know. I'm also surprised this was the means of announcing it. Obviously, there was tons of hype around this because it's it's Elden Ring. But I feel like it might have behooved them to wait a few months and show like a cinematic teaser at like um, Summer Games Fest or something. It just this was surprising considering everything. Yeah, it was really weird. I woke up in the morning at like seven. And. It w- there was like a tweet from like 3 a.m. that was like, by the way, there's going to be some Elden Ring uh, DLC. It was so random. I didn't think it was real at first. because I-, I loved that it was at 3 a.m. <laughs> it was just like, okay. Like someone at FromSoft was like, oh, we're- we were supposed to announce it yesterday. And they were like, well, technically it's... St-. Or no, they said, oh, we're supposed to announce it this day. And they were like, well, technically, if we announce it now... It just seemed like maybe somebody flubbed up, but also maybe they're just working on Japan time, which... I feel like that's probably the most likely thing, where they're just like, they don't care. They're like, we can tweet it whenever we want. It's just a tweet, you know? So true. So very, very true. Uh, Some bad news, as a contrast to the good news. Maybe it's... Uh, maybe Wolf it's Among a, Us. Maybe it is good news for some people. Maybe. Well, it is good news for some people, actually. Maybe. For the, I'll let you tell the story. Not for me. No, well, not for uh, you. The but... Wolf Among Us Two <laughs> has been delayed from 2023 to 2024. I don't think this is particularly surprising, uh, considering we haven't seen hide nor hair of this game since like, uh, like two years ago. It was last um, summer, right? Like summer of 21. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, this is just. Telltale just wants to give the game more time to cook, so to speak, and to not crunch their employees. See. Because historically, uh, Telltale hasn't been great, but they're different now. Um, and this is that difference very clearly on display. This is sad for me, who wants to play Wolf Among Us 2 and has been waiting since like 2013, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm not going to get sad. I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to be respectful. I would desperately want to see Big B Wolf. But that's okay. I'm fine. I mean, totally fine. You could just watch the reveal trailer over and over. That's seeing no. him. Oh, okay. No. Also, you it- say that as if I haven't already done as such. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now while we talk. It was also wow. February 9th. Of 2022, so it was just over a year ago that we saw it for the first time. Okay. Feels like eons ago. Feels like decades. Right, because I think they announced it before that, but then it was just like a boring text announcement, right? Yes. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, it's sad, but I'm very happy that they're not shaking or like completely uh, ruining their employees' lives, you know? Yeah, and it's, I mean... It's just so hard being me. It's like I wake up and it's like just another hard day for Kelly where she has to wait even longer for her favorite game series to release sequels. It's just so hard. I can no longer bear it. I am going to cry. 
You know who else is having a very tough time and probably also cried? <laughs> oh, that's a good segue. Who? Yosuke Matsuda. If you don't know who that is, which I would not blame you, that was the president of Square Enix for the past couple of years. Uh, you might not know his name, but you definitely know some of the stuff he's done because he is the one that has been pushing for good old-fashioned blockchain integration and NFT integration into Square Enix games. We uh, have spoken a lot about the efforts that he's pushed forward. Just this last uh, January, January of this year, he posted a big New Year's letter where he was talking about how he's still committed to all of that, all of that stuff. And it's confusing because Square Enix has been pretty consistent with their game output lately, and it doesn't seem to reflect those ideals. The only thing that really, like, there were some NFT sales and stuff with that weird cloud figure. That's just about it. We never actually saw execution upon these ideas. But he's fired. He's done. He is being replaced by Takashi Kiryu. This is pending stakeholder approval, so technically it could fall through. But I think at this phase, it's pretty locked in. I'm very excited to hear this news. I think Square Enix has some incredible creative minds and some incredible IPs. And the idea of spoiling those with disgusting NFT and blockchain technology is bad. And I'm very happy to hear that the one who wants to do that most of all, that being Yosuke Matsuda, is out. Bye. Bye. Not to the audience, sorry. Blockchain has been an object of exhilaration and a source of turmoil. But with that in a rearview mirror, we hope that blockchain games will transition to a new stage of growth in 2023. That's what he wrote. Why? Um, that was that sounded just like him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think we need to cut that. <laughs> We're not. We're not cutting it. We can move on to the next story pretty rapidly, but I'm not cutting that. That is permanent. <laughs> sure, that's sure. that's going up on the web. Sometimes I just do a British accent when I'm talking. I'm talking games with Kelly and Andrew, but it's usually not until after the episode's done. So, um. Anyway, uh, there's a little <laughs> video game called Dead by Daylight. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of it. Uh, I've played quite a bit of it. Um, well, Shock of All Shocks, Bloomhouse, you know, Jason Bloom uh, and James Wan, you know, they made like The Conjuring and uh, Sinister and probably every scary movie that's, they've at least produced every scary movie that's been out in the past like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced that they are working on a Dead by Daylight movie. Uh... I'll let you take the take the lead on this. How do you feel about this? <laughs> I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's. Uh, I'm not 100 sure. I'm on board because, like, Dead by Daylight's original killers are kind of just copies of, like horror movie killers you know what i mean mm -hmm. like for every like think of it like ghost face well there's a ghost face equivalent in the characters legion because they're just like masked teenagers running around stabbing people and then like uh bubba from well i don't know if they call him bubba the guy the 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 killer from texas chainsaw massacre well there was a chainsaw wielding hill hillbilly in dead by daylight named billy i mean until they got the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So for every so the unique and original killers are not really that unique. Um, and I would imagine that they would have some issues with licensing. 
they're licensed killers like Michael Myers. Yeah, for a We're film. On a first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Uh, Ghostface. Though their version of Ghostface is different. Uh, he's not based on the movie's Ghostface. He's based on the costume Ghostface, uh, which is kind of interesting. So he kind of has his own lore. Um. I'm not really sure, like, what they could do. I mean, the survivor, they could focus on the survivors. I don't think that any of the survivors are particularly compelling or interesting. There's no story, really, to Dead by Daylight. I mean, there is, if you really dig for it, but it's not anything beyond, like, these people are trapped in this realm. So it's it's bad, you know? It's Why like, are you doing Christopher Walken? I, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, but I feel yeah, like the I, story I, I of Dead by Daylight is the excitement and like fear of each individual game, and it's a, it gets so baked into being a multiplayer game that I don't know how you translate that to a film. Yeah, I think they could make it very interesting. Maybe they'll just do like an original story set in the same universe, where it's like you know you take a survivor and you transport them to the fog. And then you use a killer and go from there. I'm sure they'll have a wealth of options at hand with such a flexible universe. I mean, we'll see how that Five Nights at Freddy's movie turns out because I'm assuming that's a lot of the same team, right? Oh, it's yeah, Bloomhouse. Sure. I guess it might not be the same team, but... I feel like Bloomhouse is so big. I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that Jason Bloom who is the uh, who runs Bloomhouse, he will throw money at like any horror property and uh-huh. some of them are good and some of them are bad, but he throws money at all of them. So realistically, he makes money on all of them, even if there's they're awful, like that Truth or Dare movie, awful. But, you know, he also produced um, like Get Out. So it's like, you know, it's it's just he just makes a lot of money. It's about putting, because, throwing money at the wall and seeing what sticks. Exactly. He just has all of his eggs in, in, in a thousand baskets. And this is just another basket, which Dead by Daylight has a pretty big fan base. So I can imagine that you would get money back on that alone. But I don't know. Um, I'm not a movie maker. Sorry. I don't know where you're going with this accent, but I appreciate I, it. I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I'm something. Uh, what I will say, unrelated, that I just found out, um, I'll share this with you. Uh, I got all excited because um, while doing research about that Five Nights at Freddy's movie to see if it was actually coming out, I saw that they there was a leak of the Freddy costume from the movie, and I got all excited being like, ooh, I wonder what it looks like. And it is, it's this is worthless. It is like <laughs> somebody took a picture of the Freddy suit from like 80 miles away, and I'm like, what does this do for me? Sorry, I just had to go off on that rant because I got excited seeing that there was a leak and I had to click through like eight articles to find it. Oh, that's okay. And then Kelly just to, gets to click on one thing because I provided it to her. Yeah, thanks. I'm mad at Kelly now. Oh. Uh, Kelly, you know who else is mad? At me? Are you mad at me? Yeah, the Federal Trade Commission's mad at you. That's a really that'd be a really bad group to have mad at you. Yeah, definitely. Part of the lawsuit surrounding the Microsoft Activision acquisition situation 
uh, involves the potential for information to come forward requiring Sony to be transparent and announce how much money they pay, one, for exclusives that they have on their platforms, and two, get this, for paying third parties to not put their games on Game Pass. To be clear, that is not money to put them on PlayStation Plus. That is not money to put them just on PlayStation. That is money that Sony says, here is some money. Don't put your game on Game Pass. (laughs) I really want to know how much money that is and how much money it takes to just be blatantly anti-consumer like that. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, like understanding that information that they are paying game companies to keep games off of game pass is like that alone is very comical to me i understand it's like yeah that's the way the business works but it's like game pass is so (laughs) like game pass did it first game pass is such a huge library it's the best of all of them in my opinion i think it's funny that they are like Please, please don't take these games. Please don't go to Game Pass. We'll give you whatever you want. We'll give you flowers. And it's exactly like that's the deal. It's like right now there's like a lot of interesting and cool third party stuff coming to Game Pass. And that's great because that's just free game. Well, not free, included games. And like certain games like uh, Atomic Heart, I wouldn't have played without Game Pass. The game that I'll be talking about. Atomic Fart. It deserves that one. (laughs) Screw that game. Anyway, um, certain games like the one I'll be talking about in a minute, Well, Long, those are third-party games that Microsoft paid. And now as a consumer, I'm all excited because these are games that I was interested in playing and now I just get to try them for free. It takes so so much of the stakes out of playing a new game because you're not scared that you spent 60 or 70 bucks on some game you don't care about. And it's just pro-consumer it's just a pro-consumer thing so the fact that playstation is just paying money to not let that happen because like again both those games atomic heart and wolong they're not not on playstation at all like they're just on game pass that's the only deal they're still on playstation if you only have that platform i feel like sony should just pay a lot of money to also get their games on playstation plus if they want to be really pro-consumer yeah but they won't. No. And soon, hopefully soon, we'll find out exactly how much money they're sinking into just being anti-consumer like that. A billion, trillion, gazillion dollars. At least. At the minimum. At the minimum. People are going to think that you're trying to like pad the runtime of the episode. I mean, it's going to be a short one, so it wouldn't surprise me, but I feel like I don't care to pad it. That's a... Padding takes effort. I'm not going to do that for you, you people. Yeah, come on, folks. Yeah. In fact, let's hurry up. Let's rush oh. to the end. Uh-oh. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Kelly played Persona 5. I played uh, Wolong Falling Dynasty. Kelly thought it was good. I thought it was bad. Wait. Whoa. No, I thought it was good. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to, uh, to Tucking. No, um, no, 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 no. Don't click off. Don't click off yet. Don't cl- click. I'm going to say... Yeah, you- literally maybe one percent of our listeners listen on a platform where they click what would you say one percent that's what i just said no i said what would you tell people 
oh. who are about to exit the episode, what would you say to them? Don't turn that dial. Don't touch that dial. We're just <laughs> getting started. Do you like that reference? Yeah. I set it up. Thanks. I threw the ball to you, and you hit it with a baseball bat, and then you got a home run. Thanks. You're welcome. It's just like a mini game in my favorite JRPG. <gasps> That's true. So uh, you all know I have been playing Persona 5 Royal uh, for like 18 years now. Just kidding. It's only been like five months. Just kidding. I don't remember when I started. Uh, but the point is, is I finished on Saturday after a very long session. It was like 10 hours. Oh. I, I, I powered through. Okay, Wait, here, let me... Ex- you texted me at like 6 p.m. Does that mean you woke up early to play this game? I literally woke... Well, I didn't wake up early to play it, but I woke up at like 8 on Saturday. Wow. And then I just played. But, 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 but... Sorry. But listen. So it wasn't 10 hours. So it was like 8 hours. But anyway, the point is I got really close to the end game and then I paused. I got to like the last vanilla dungeon, we'll mm-hmm. call it, because that is the last dungeon technically in Persona 5, the original. Uh, and then I finished that, and then it was like, uh, Kelly, you've got to do the whole royal part. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, what? Um, what? 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 So I did. Uh, I woke up Saturday, and I was like, let me just do this. And I was like, I'm not going to – I didn't go into it the expectation of finishing the game, but I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, so for those who don't know, Royal has, I'm sure you know by now, I've been talking about it like every week, but Royal has like <laughs> an extra uh, two, well, extra like month you get to play after the original game ended. Um, so there's like a whole new story section. There's a new villain. Uh, there's a new antagonist. Um, there are new personas. There's lots of new content that you can experience, uh, which is nice. Um, and I did it and I just powered through and I got to like the final, final dungeon. And I was like, you know what? I could probably finish this today. And then I did. I believed in myself. I woke up, I get out, I got out, I got out there. It was, um, (laughs) it was really fun. And honestly, the third, they call it the third semester. I don't know if I would go so far as to call it a whole semester. The third chunk. Yeah. The third chunk. (laughs) <laughs> it was really fun. I really, really enjoyed the final dungeon, so to speak. The music was incredible. I mean, of course it was. But uh, I felt very, very sad at the end because when you spend like 100 plus hours with the same characters, you start to feel a little bit emotional when you're like, oh, I'm never, maybe never going to get the chance to play this game like this again Yeah, uh, because life is very busy and gets in the way and things change and you get older and but 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 it was really good and I I uh if anybody has a spare like 120 hours uh, <laughs> I would definitely recommend playing this version rather than the original version and I know in my heart of hearts that I would enjoy Strikers if I played it but my my brain cannot play another Warriors game it just it hurts. It doesn't feel good. I don't like it. You gotta. I can't do it, and I'm sorry. And I it has so many persona mechanics. You can stop the battle and do like turn based. I know, but that's what we said about three hopes, and you know what? I I suffered through that, and I did it for my 
my favorite characters and it wasn't worth it. So you should. Okay. You watch video games more than me. You should watch Strikers because the story, like the in between combat stuff, is just more Persona 5 with like a little less freedom. Yeah, but my favorite character, Yoshizawa san's not in it, so I don't care. Yeah, Strikers is a sequel to Vanilla Persona 5, not Royal. I know. They should make a Strikers Royal and then I would play it. That wouldn't surprise me. I know. They're going to milk this cow for as long as they can. That cow ain't getting milked anymore today, though. Unless I play some tonight, but that's a side note. <laughs> um, I'm not, am I cutting you off? Do you have more to say about Persona 5? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I think I've covered it all. I am playing Persona 3 Portable now again. <laughs> um, In a very non-portable fashion on my PC. I love that it still has Portable in the title and they didn't like update the title to not say Portable anymore. Here's something funny about Persona 3 Portable on Game Pass. They didn't update anything. <laughs> it's just an upscale patch, right? Up, uh, like an sure. iffy one? If you want to call it upscaling, you can sure call it that. Like an AI upscale. Like they didn't put any actual work into upscaling anything. No, no humans touched this game. <laughs> Except Kelly I mean, to I'm play not, it. But... <laughs> True. Um, well, I'll play it eventually and then I'll know. Uh, yeah. Anyway... Kelly, I played... What are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't know if you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> you might like the story, but yeah. if you're going from five to three, it's really, really jarring. Yeah, I feel uh, like I might just have to put a big gap between them. Yeah. Um, Kelly, I played a brand spanking new game. Okay. Can you tell me what it is? Yeah. It's called Wolong Fallen Dynasty. I talked about this a little bit ago when I was talking about Game Pass, but it came out on Game Pass. It's a new game from Team Ninja, the guys who are making, uh, guys and gals who are making Neo, N-I-O-H, over at Bandai Namco. Um, this is a, a brand new game in that style. So it is kind of Souls-like, but a lot faster paced, you know? Um, it's a lot more focused on parrying that it is blocking. The way that you strategize in battles is notably different from Souls games, but if you look at it from the outside, they do look pretty similar. This one's set in ancient China. Um, I haven't played ton because it came out on March 3rd and I have just not had a ton of time, but I will say having gotten to through the first, uh, section of the game, I really dig this game. And I think I talked about this game when the demo came out, what, five, four months ago, five months ago? And I wasn't 100% on it. And I think that demo just did a, a weird... It The way the tutorial worked was very boring and sterile, and it just didn't interest me. But in this game, they just kind of toss you in, in the actual video game. They just toss you in, and you have the option to go into those more straightforward, sterile tutorials but i decided that i'll just experiment i'll just figure it out a little bit and it's very challenging that way but the way that the parry works is really satisfying and is really fun to play through i think this is helped by like my it's like my skill level with elden ring combined with my skill level from bayonetta because elden ring the timing of your dodges is important, but much more so it's about pattern recognition 
And in Bayonetta, it's all about the timing. This game is like a wonderful blend of both of those things. Um, and because you're parrying much more than you're dodging, you do have the option to dodge, but parrying is just incredibly more effective. Um, the speed with which you transition into fighting again is just so incredibly quick that you kind of have to be on your toes. And that's how I play Bayonetta versus Elden Ring's a lot more slow and methodical. And I really have been enjoying that. Honestly, like, I went in with minimal expectations, but I thought I'd try it since it's on Game Pass. This game's metal. Like, it feels great. I just love how the flow of battle feels as I've been playing through. And the first boss, like, the way that they're designed, the way that this big old chunky man is designed is really interesting and challenged me a lot. But in a way that I was like, yes, do it again. I failed. I don't care. Do it again. Failed. Don't care. Do it again. And that is kind of like the same energy as how I felt about Elden Ring, where like, even though those bosses were absolutely destroying me, I felt like I was growing and learning every single attempt. And that's a hard thing to capture. It's not just bashing your head against a wall. It's actual growth. Um, I think I'm going to go for this game. I think I'm going to actually play it. And I didn't, I thought I was just going to give it a try for the show so I could put it in the thumbnail and then get a couple more clicks because people are like, that's new. But now guess what? What? I did do it for clicks. But oh. I also like it. So thanks. Yay! Double whammy. Two birds, one stone. That was that the birds. Bird is, those birds are dead. Those birds. Hang on. Ready, Kelly? You oh, I almost just spilled everything on my computer. Kelly, yeah. see this? Yep. I sure do. It's a bird. Dead. <sighs> I had a. But that's only one. I don't have a second bird in here. I had a bird stuffed I, animal. I don't have a second bird and I don't have a stone, so. I don't. Well, my fist is like a stone because it's so uh, strong. All of everything's falling down. Everything's falling. Yeah, you better pick that up before you go to jail. Okay, I fixed it up. I fixed it, Kelly. Thank goodness. Um. Well, that's that's just about that's just about the 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 week. That's just about it. But that's it. Can, oh. can we do a little a little exciting tease, a little preview? Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Kelly, we've been watching The Last of Us, HBO television series. Yeah. It's ending. The first season is ending. Oh! On Sunday, March twelfth. Uh, March twelfth. It's ending. We're gonna watch it, of course. We decided that we're going to save a little bit and we're going to talk about our general series impressions for the whole first season next week. We'll probably give some spoiler-free talk right at the end about what we thought about it. But then we're going to, you know, recommend that those who want to be spoiler-free or maybe are a little behind leave the program and hear our spoiler-filled thoughts. Um, that'll be next week. And I don't know, that that's probably going to be a while because I got a lot of thoughts that are very spoilery, and it's going to be very fun to be able to talk about spoilers. Oh, yeah. I, I feel I've like, got some thoughts. Are we allowed to say, like, spoilers for just Last of Us as a franchise? Because it's most of my thoughts are spoilers for the sequel. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. I mean, it's our we can make the rules. It's our show. Right. And it's not till next week, so we have some time to think about it. 
Yeah, and two episodes to well, Kelly watched yesterday's. So I didn't, but I'll watch it. I'll like literally stop recording and I'll go watch it right now. Okay, everybody, calm down. Okay. And then I'll calm. watch the finale live. Do we know how long the finale is? I'm not sure. I would imagine it's probably like 58 minutes. Okay, I didn't know if it was going to be like a long one, like the premiere or like the Bill episode. Hmm. But I also know like, and it could change a lot, but if it's anything like the game, part of me is looking at it like, mm, mm, I don't know how you have a full hour of TV out of that. So I think they're probably going to expand. Yeah. You know? You might be right. Well, we'll find out. And I'm excited too. And I'm excited to talk to you about it, Kelly, next week on Talking Games. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.